There's a jam from uh, the 90s. Oh. Name the band, Ron. Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Is One hit wonder. Worst band name. Mr. It- Big? Was it named, was, was that what came first? Sex in the City, Mr. Big, or the band, Mr. Big? Oh, the Big? band. Look at the hair in the music video. It is legendary. Uh, they're very skinny, and they have giant hair. Just like us. They look like, like a, a mop. Except the right? very skinny part. A mop singing a song. <laughs> yeah, they look like us. <laughs> it's, it's like hair band metal without the metal part. Right? It just It's like Diet Coke without the carbonation. Okay. Brutal. Okay, okay wait, you, we, we, we haven't... Yeah, well, welcome. Let's welcome I, everybody. Put, yeah. All right, everybody. Welcome to the podcast hot tub. Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos. This is TJ. I'm joined with my partner in crime, Ron. How are you doing, Ron? Dude, I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm doing well. I'm feeling strong. You were telling me before we got started that that was one of, I feel like parents have, or at least back in the day, had that CD. Oh, had that CD or they had that tape because we're a little bit older. So there was such thing as tape. Yeah. That they would play over and over again, whether they liked it or whether they were trying to torture their kids. And you said that this was one of those songs. Yeah. So my mom would torture me with songs on uh, an annual basis. It was always like a new song right. that she would be like, this is the greatest song ever. And I'm going to play it 400,000 times in a row. So Mr. Big, uh, be with you, right? To be with you. That yep. was one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Seal. When that he did the soundtrack no, to Batman, no kiss, kiss from a rose from oh, a grave or whatever. My oh gosh. my gosh! Yeah. Okay. And the, then and then Bon Jovi, uh, bed of roses. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> like your mom when you're a, a teenager, dude. I wanna lay you down oh, in a bed. Okay, of that's roses. not good. That's you're not just good. like gag, gag. She's listening <laughs> to this song, going, "Oh yes, lay me down in a bed of roses now." And you're like. I think she's having a moment and I need to die. Okay. Do you know what? <laughs> I remember the three that I remember. Okay. Okay. What are they? The Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Yeah. What, what song so, was it? So, the whole thing. We would listen to on tape. Yeah. She would do school pickup. Yep. And it was either that and we would listen to the whole thing and she would explain what was happening because none of us had actually seen you it. You hadn't read the so book. I, it's like 1,500 <laughs> Victor pages. Victor Hugo, right? you don't want all that Napoleonic Wars history. And no, like, give me the cliff notes. Honestly, though, you cannot rip on Les Miserables because it is close to my heart. Well, so, so like, and I still have a fond place for it. Sure. Like you do for Mr. Big. I don't, actually. Oh, okay. That can be in the garbage. No, no, no. So, so there was that and, and she would tell us what, because she saw the play. I still have not seen the play. It's I, I know. I know exactly what happens. I know all the parts and all the lyrics and all all that jazz. It's the greatest story ever. Yeah. It, it honestly is because it's all about redemption. And prostitution. Prostitution. <laughs> um, it's got um, uh, like white slavery, a form of slavery, right? Where they, when you're a criminal back in the day in France, you were basically a slave for the rest of your life, yeah. which was terrible. Mm-hmm. It has um, 
um, it has theft, it has revolution, mm-hmm. it has uh, tones of liberty, but then all maybe it turns to communism, Marxism. Like although Marxism wasn't around yet, then during the French Revolution, a lot of trappings of what might be currently going on. It's kind of unbelievable. Do you hear the people sing? Dude, I, singing I, I, a song of angry man. So, so, so why aren't people singing Les Misérables while they're marching down the street? <laughs> Well, why aren't the protest musicals? Oh, hello, no. <laughs> we're fabulous. We're doing musicals now. That's kind of not I the vibe on the like streets. This is a South Park episode. It kind of is. <laughs> but uh, no, I. So we would listen to that, yep. um, and then she would have the Phantom of the Opera. Oh my gosh! Tape, yeah, and I then, hate Phantom. That's my least favorite musical. That was of all my time. least favorite. There's a couple of songs that are still okay, but I, I, I have no desire to see that. It's got such a stupid story. It doesn't make, it's like, who cares? There's no value in the story. Yeah. That's the problem with that music. But a lot of trappings of today's stuff too, because like, I know my wife digs me when I wear the mask. Ooh. Yeah. Like she comes in fresh. She comes in the room after working a long time. I'm laying on the bed. I'm wearing wearing my safety mask on there. And yeah, she digs it, dude. She digs it. So is it. And, and for that, special occasions, I mean, when do you wear this mask? The mask, uh, you know, when I'm trying to set the mood. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that we may be asked to edit this part of the podcast out by your wife. You know what? That's okay. Okay. Everyone knows I'm full of it, so that's fine. And then the last one, <laughs> which I, I saved because it's just so priceless, it was the Bodyguard soundtrack. Oh, my Yes. And, uh, oh, it was painful. You know what, though? It is painful, and, and Whitney is kind of over the top. Mm-hmm. But I love Dolly Parton and her version of that song. Interesting. I haven't she, really you know, listened she, to that. She wrote that song. It made she her did. millions of dollars. Oh, man. And, 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 and Whitney just crushed it, and she made millions of I'm millions a huge more. Dolly fan. Her songwriting is amazing. Her performances are like heartfelt. Right. Um, she is a freak show to look at. Like, I just, <laughs> no. like, like oh. and so there's no hey, love she, there. She's for still me on going. Like, my grandma went to her concert maybe two or three years ago. She's still putting on a show, man. Plus, she owns her own theme park, Dollywood. Yeah. I mean, what's not to love about owning your own theme park? Okay, but what would be more fun, Dollywood or the Two Fat Dads theme park? Well, we definitely know that the rides would be very comfortable. That's right. That's right. It would be very inclusive of all shapes (laughs) and sizes. sizes. (laughs) (laughs) We also know that the Two Fat Dads podcast uh, theme park would have a churro stand every other ride. Oh, I mean, and then for sure, they're just handing it out. You don't have to buy it. No, no, it comes with the uh, the yeah the entrance fee. Okay, do you know what my secret shame is? I, I had a buddy growing up, and we had always talked about in the food court. Like opening up a, basically a carnival concession place. <laughs> so you go there and you get like terrible carnival foods. You get deep fried churro or you get funnel churros, cakes, funnel cakes, deep right. fried Oreos, right. those sort of things. Why? Why? I think it would work. I mean, I, I in think, Vegas they have that all it, over the place. It would have worked. I think people are over it. Too healthy now. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm kind of with the healthy people. Yeah, it comes with age. I feel like we um, everything is falling apart in my life. What's falling apart? Well, need some blue pills, buddy. This is embarrassing. Oh dear! But this is why we come together with the podcast okay. so we can tell our fans, our listeners, our fat dad army, all the embarrassing things about our lives. So, our- so I have an old person disease. It's not really a disease. ED. It's just an affliction. Ed, ED right? Ed, yeah. No. Okay. 
Nope, not that. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what that stands for. I don't want to know. I'm just kidding. So um, <laughs> that is not the issue. Okay. I am going <laughs> blind in my left eye because I have a stupid cataract. <laughs> Oh, oh, my old dog has that. Yeah. I'm like your grandpa where like one, like my, my vision is slowly just kind of creeping away. It looks like I'm looking through a greasy old window out of my left eye, like where it's just like completely nasty. And anytime there's any light that shines on it, it just, it refracts and I go, it's white. Just like, so, um, my wife has been driving at night a lot for me because I'm like, I'm not digging driving right now. <laughs> no, driving at night, it's, it's, and it's beca- making me more. Before, do you remember the days when you could go from Utah to LA overnight, uh, the same trip? You just keep just chugging crank. Diet Coke, yeah. Red Bulls, uh, Code Red Mountain Dew, your drink of choice, and you just felt ramped and good to go. The idea of driving that long at night terrifies me now i don't think i could do it um i just made that road trip i I drove from san diego up to uh utah last week right really quick it was a three-day trip i was up and back um i guess it was longer than that maybe four days because i went sunday came back wednesday okay um that drive is long and there's no way I could do it like you described right there's just no way and and what's amazing now though with that drive is you can go at 90 miles an hour which is kind of epic. Once you hit Utah and it's the 80 speed limit and you go plus 10, yeah. and you're good. It's a standard deviation, it's right? It's unbelievable <laughs> how fast you can drive and it's it's kind of awesome. But yes, I, it's not the sleep deprivation that I have the problem with though these days. Yeah. It's the number of times I have to pee on the side of the road. Oh no. <laughs> That's See, like I, the thing. I can still rock it like a camel. I can go pretty long. But when you drink caffeine, it just runs through you. How do, do you- does, I, I don't know why. I literally only have to stop once or twice. If I drive from LA uh, to Utah, stop at State Line, stop at St. George, and I'm good. Really? Yeah. Well, you're you're a much better driver than I am. I uh, just found uh, that it was just faster because I was alone. I didn't have to stop at gas stations, and so I'm. Did just, you just pee on the side of roads, dude? I was just pulling off on like those ranch exits. No one's over there. Like it's just empty. Where pe- the hill people are going to come down and murder you? Yeah, I was waiting for that. But and you know, obviously, I'm in a vulnerable position while I'm relieving myself. But yes, that's right. I I uh, I'm I, maybe I'm pleading to a crime right now it's probably a crime right to just pull over on the side of the road and pee if if you expose yourself and no one's around to see it Here's are you really deal. indecent this is generally not my <laughs> my activity to do that like it's not generally not what i do when i go on road trips but like the the truck stops and the gas stations were pretty sketchy and i was like you know what it's covid i'm right. like, i'm i'm just not going to go into those places i'm just going to be on the side of the road That's and safe. and it it was great and it saved so much time so so i so i do have to acknowledge my male privilege of being able to do that because right. I understand you don't need like any sort cannot. of funnel or anything like no, no and, and that's an interesting point my son is one of the few people when we go swimming at someone's house who has a pool who you know, we're there for a couple hours. He'll get up out after an hour and a half. I, I got to go pee. I love that. And I'll send him to the closest bush away from people and he'll take care of business. But magically in a two or three hour span, none of the other kids need to pee or get out of the pool. We have a sign. Um, so um, we have a pool in our backyard and we have a sign on the door, but next to the door on the way out. And it says, they're uh, welcome to our pool. 
There is no pee in our pool. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's such an old man joke. It's such an old man joke, oh. but we are very paranoid about it, and it's one reason why we rarely invite anyone with the, under the age of like 12 over, Yeah, because we have witnessed them play forever and not pee and wonder what's going on, and so... They're just sweating a lot, right? Yeah. Okay. Total nightmare situation. Okay, so, so you have to... Can you make it through the night without having to go to the bathroom? No. How many times are you up? Just once. Okay. Yeah, around 3 a.m. It's the most painful part of the night where you're just like, I wish I could just sleep through this. And then you battle it. And then you battle it. And then it's been an hour. And then you realize you got to get up. Yeah. So now that we're talking about how old we are, which we're not that old, right? I mean, definitely not cataract old, not, um, you know, wake up every night and have to pee old. A problem for me is I love to drink Diet Coke and. And, you know, having that, you know, at night, definitely you're going to go to the bathroom at 3 a.m. It's a bad idea. Don't do it. Stare down. Give up that Diet Coke habit, everybody. I'm not going to, but. uh, I'm not, but it's a good idea for everybody else. (laughs) I'm a hypocrite. No, I am proud of us, though. We went to Sonic the other day. We did get Diet. what was it? Diet Cherry Lime is so good at Sonic. Oh, man. That's like my new go-to now. I, I'm definitely going to. And they need to sponsor our podcast. Yeah. So uh, what ailments did you are you having these days? Are you doing all right? Well, I, I, I got my host. I had, when I was 21, I had laser eye surgery. Yeah. And lasted well for, for several years. And yeah. then just recently, within the last year, Things are starting to get fuzzy again to the point where I went to take my, you know, when you move to California, you have to take a, the driving, you don't have to take the physical driving test, but you have to take the written test, right? Right. And you have to do the eye exam to the point where I'm doing the eye exam. I nailed it with one eye and then the other eye like was really blurry and the lady was looking down and I just, they, they have you hold the paper up and I just dropped the paper down and read it and put it back up. Yep. It's like, you nailed it. You did good. And I'm like, Dude, I had to do that exact same thing this last year when I got my driver's license yeah. and the stupid cataract in my left eye, I couldn't read it. Yeah. So I memorized it with my right eye before I had to do it with my left eye and I just said it really fast. And I passed. Yeah. You're like, Alpha, Delta. Did I commit a crime there? Is that another crime I've, I've well, confessed alleg- to? Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly we I did memorized. the following. <laughs> I love that we cheated both on the driver's test. Uh, but I can see fine, because I have one eye that's good. But you know what? I nailed that written test. I didn't miss a freaking problem. Oh, I didn't have to do that. Good for you. Well, I, it was when I moved from Nevada to California. Yes, California is a pain, and they make everyone that comes here new to sign up for everything, and they don't accept any form of, like, if you're an attorney, no nope. way you're joining the bar. If you're a realtor, there's yeah. no reciprocity on your license. If you're a nurse, forget about it. Like, they are the worst. California, grow up. Nevada was like that, too. So at all other states, a lot of the other states have joined what's called the uniform bar. Everyone's giving the same bar. They're allowing reciprocity amongst the other states that have the same bar exam. Right. Uh, California and Nevada have said no. California has at least said, okay, we'll make our test two days. Nevada has said, no, we're going to keep our test at three days. Congratulations. You just said the word of the day, reciprocity, like, like, a, like a baller. Reciprocity. Dude, it's a good word. It is. I use it all the time to sound smart. You know what? You're doing a good job. Mm. But yeah, in, in terms of ailments, back's not hurting. I thought that would be the common complaint. Yeah. Um, 
I, you know, I have a bad leg, so it, it is acting a little bit more funny, especially when the weather changes and when it's, it's the worst. cold outside. Yes, my, I have a bad knee. I got hit by a car about fifteen years ago. Okay, like under the. Wait, wait, can we talk about that? Oh, sure. I, I, you know, the ailment stuff's interesting, but we're starting to veer into the lane of my grandmother calls and wants to talk about her. <laughs> Stool color and stuff like that, dude. And I think people are turning off the pod. <laughs> That's because you're a man. That has nothing to do with health and everything to do with grossing people out. Yeah, totally. We're getting to your accident, but that is one thing that I'm not proud about in law school. Is people would go in. You're just at law school the whole time you're studying. If you're not in class, you're studying in the library. You're studying in study rooms, so you're using the restroom there. And it was an ongoing game of who could send the grossest picture from the that bathroom. That is so wrong. I, I, I dude, am not proud of that, that, but that is the honest truth. And and uh, again, I'm, I'm far removed from that, and, and that's okay. We yeah. have a listener friend in Chicago. Who I knows. feel like your law school just dropped in rankings. Like just right now, U.S. News and World Report just went. That's right. Wherever Ron went, that just dropped at least five points in in the ranking system right. because I, of went, this game. Went to Harvard. Yeah, Harvard. Exactly. Harvard. Those lawyers are from Harvard are a bunch of gross miscreants. That's right. Yes. Liberal miscreants. Oh, okay. So before I go into your accident, the horrible no good day when I got hit by a car. Yes. I will. I, I do want to ask you about law school because because of COVID, a lot of the schools and states are doing weird things around taking the bar. Right. And I found out from a friend of mine who's uh, an attorney in Utah that if you graduate from a top tier law school in Utah, which is basically BYU or University of Utah. The only two right, law only, schools. Are those the only two? No, yes. there's probably some other There's ones. not any other law school in Utah. They are, they are allowing everyone just to automatically pass the bar. You don't even have to take That's it garbage. That's absolutely garbage. Can you garbage. believe that garbage? That is, that is such horse I don't want to swear but that is crap as someone who had to sit through the bar I can imagine three days I spent three days taking the bar right it was garbage so where do you 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 probably took the bar did you take it in Nevada I I took it in Nevada I didn't have to take in California in California you can waive in for an in-house provision if you're going to work as in-house counsel for a company yeah this this is boring exactly (laughs) California, do you know what they're doing? And I, I support it because it still puts everyone on the same playing field is they're doing an online bar and they're just saying, we know you're all going to use your book. So it's open book. And they, what happens in California, which is, but it's timed. So you better know it anyway. It's right? timed. Yeah. And the Supreme court of California sets the fail rate. So they say we're only admitting 51, 49% of the people who take the bar and that's where the bell curve is set. Yeah. This pass and fail. So everyone's open book. Everyone's doing it's the same be a tough thing. Year. Good it's luck. going to be really, really hard, but that's fair. I think that's totally fair. And, but at least they're doing something. You still have to make the effort and you still have to show, you know it better than other people. So what we're trying to tell everyone, and we do have quite a few listeners in Utah is when you are hiring an attorney, ask them what year they graduated from law school and don't pay. You get to pay them half price if they graduated in 2020 because that's they right. Didn't, they didn't pass the 100. percent It's kind of like the missionaries who went on missions after like 2005, where in the MTC they got rid of the tree of life and made it all individual showers in which you shower in. Because right. be- before, and for the people who aren't familiar with this, when you go on a Mormon mission, you go get trained up in a missionary training center. 
it can be in Mexico, it could be in Provo, Utah. Most people go to Provo, Utah. And it used to be there was this tiled room with two giant poles, six spigots around each pole, and you just showered with all of the other dudes there. And you get comfortable with nakedness really quick. It is a bad experience. But it's a rite of passage. It is. Is my argument. So when they made it all individual showers, like, does your mission still count? It does. It just you just don't have that weird prison vibe at the beginning. Oh, fair enough. But so, I, you know, like I think it's going to be an asterisk next to it. He went on a mission, right? But he didn't have to. do It's kind of like pre steroids baseball versus like the post. We test everybody. No yeah. one can do it right. And there was the, there was always that like creepy shower too yeah. next to the two pool, like an individual shower, but there was very little water flow coming out of it, and it was always that weird kid who would go in there by himself wearing a swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not a big fan of uh the guys who wear the swimsuit in the shower like in high school and no. uh, college and stuff no. like i'm like dude we're all doing it it's fine yeah no one's gonna make fun of you no it, i mean the the funniest story there are two funny stories everyone's seen it all it's so all about the same we're, it doesn't we're, matter we're still marking yes. your accident thing but the two funniest stories i have coming from that is there's a guy who came in if you can imagine, my room was kind of the social epicenter on the floor where people would congregate and we would bring our offerings and our food and we would just talk all hours of the night. Based on who your mom is, I can imagine she sent you epic oh, gifts. Oh, dude, I, I would get a package every week. Yeah. And, and I would put it all on the ironing board and everyone would partake each yeah. night. It yeah, was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. And so this guy came in my room and he was like really irritated and just redheaded gentleman. And, and he said, I'm like, are you okay? And he said, the guy in your district was asking about my tattoos in the shower. <laughs> I'm like, what tattoo was he asking about? The one on my back? I'm like, dude, let's see it. And so he shows me, and across his shoulder blades in like fiery letters, it says fire crotch. Ew. And the dude from my district oh my in the shower said, fire crotch? What does that tattoo mean? Oh, gosh. So he's like, what am I supposed to say to him in the shower? There's a, they're very, they're, <laughs> that is 100% true. There are very few things you can tell me that would make me blush. And this one kind of made me like, well, well, the, well the other disgusted. parts were like, yeah, we would go in after a long day and just stand in there and we were Spanish speaking elders. So we were in the MDC six weeks and the English speaking elders were there, you know, a week and a half. So we just go stand in there and wave at the new guys and sometimes bring a Sprite in. But when they would come into shower, we would do things like, as they're rinsing their eyes or rinsing the shampoo out of their hair, just dump more shampoo. Oh, on that's their the hair. best trick ever. Or we would just jettison their water to cold from hot just and watch them freak out. Oh, so good. One of the fun things we would do in summer camp um, with the showers like this is um, we would go in and unscrew the shower heads mm-hmm. and stuff it full of beef bouillon. Nice. So you turn the shower on and then it's just like hot beef water coming out for like a few minutes. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great trick. You're like, why isn't why is the water coming out? Like it, it slows down the flow yeah. until it gets hot enough to kind of melt it down, and yeah. then it just starts. You know, you're you're showering in ramen. It's awesome. Dude, you know what? And I think that probably not with the female demographic, but I think that makes you more attractive. If you if you smell like bacon, if you smell like beef bouillon, other people, other males are going to find you to be. That is the last thing I want in in a public shower situation. The dude's well, n- not in the shower situation, oh, okay. but like sitting next to you on the bus. If he smells like beef bouillon, I'm like, <laughs> dude, I, I like your scent, man. All right, 
<laughs> so gross. So weird. <laughs> You're the weirdest dude I've ever met today. That I'm. I'm. Uh, you. You've crossed the line for me. I'm just. Kidding. You know what? That's fair. I. I think this is going to be a clip I'm going to put on Instagram. <laughs> if you smell like beef bouillon, dude. I. I'm strangely attracted I, to I, you. <laughs> sit closer. Let me smell you. I enjoy your musk. Oh my gosh! By the way, musk is like a word that you know. You know it's what it underused, means. and it feels filthy, but it's not right. Dude, I miss your musk. I miss your musk. <laughs> Words that no one has ever said to me, right? But uh, I think I've texted you that in church before. You have, and it, and it always <laughs> makes me smile. It does. That's what I'm going for. And so then I think, you know what? He really likes my Dracar Noir. <laughs> Don't even know what that is. Dracar was no. the cologne that everyone wore in high school. It was see ours. Dracar- well, yeah, the, the colognes in high school that people wore at my school were cheap. It was the oh trash cheap. Don't the worry. crap that you bought at Anchor Blue, which was formerly Miller's Outpost. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It yeah. was all of that garbage. Oh, for sure. We had brute. People wore a lot I, of brute. I tried to do brute, following the footsteps of my father back in the day. Yeah, brute and Dracar. And then if you had money, you had like uh, some Calvin Klein, like Obsession or Eternity or, you know, one of those like fancier colognes, but there wasn't much out there. One of the worst ones out there uh, back in the day when I was younger and, and would put too much on was uh, the original polo scent. Yes. It's disgusting. It is. Yeah, it's disgusting. And uh, my poor brother, I apologize. I might have said this already on the podcast, no, but no. I covered his pillow once with polo cologne original, the green bottle. Oh. And he didn't have an extra pillow. No. no. And uh, yeah, so he had to sleep with that just fuming through his room. Um, but the joke was on me because we shared a room, so then I had to smell it as well. <laughs> So it didn't really work out. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, if he were clever, he should have just switched the pillows and been like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Why right? would my pillows smell like aftershave or cologne? He was more of a victim and wanted to get me in trouble, so he would just, you know, kind of go through it in just in hopes that he would be able to get some sympathy for my mom and I'd get yelled at. Does he listen to the podcast? Can we call him out? Yeah. Hey, dude. Uh, I'm actually, I don't know if he listens. But oh, okay. He should, dude. I'm mom's favorite. Get over it. No, <laughs> I'm not. He is. He is my mother's favorite. She tells us all because he's the clean one. See, ours ours rotates depending on who's doing what. Yeah, and, and who has momentum. So I think it's also sometimes like a uh, the kid who's learning in school and you know started off not doing so hot, but like is now excelling. Yeah, like you you, you want to help. It's not where you are. It's where you came from. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I, I think my little brother is probably the favorite right now. Good. Yeah. Do you feel bad about that? No, because I love him too. Okay. I, he's my favorite right <laughs> now too. He's a great kid. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So wait, so when did you get hit by a car? And that explains a lot. It does? About you. Why? Oh, you got hit, knocked a few screws loose. You're oh, okay. that's true. Yeah, yes. There you go. Don't, okay, make, so- don't make me explain a joke. Otherwise, it's not funny. Okay. <laughs> So I was when I was in business school. I was in grad school. Okay, and so it was. I don't know. It was probably, is this in is this in Utah? No, it was in California. Okay, um, and it was. Uh, so to go back, it's like fifteen twenty years ago. Okay, uh, I was. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's fifteen two thousand five. Do the math. I don't know. Yeah, 15, let's just say it was fifteen years ago. I was. Um, it was my birthday. Mm-hmm. And my dad had flown into town from, uh, he lives in Korea. And so we were like, hey, we'll meet you. And we were living in LA. I was attending UCLA at the time. 
And um, I picked him up at the airport and we decided, hey, let's go see my grandparents. Okay. Because they live out uh, out here, um, more towards uh, where we live now in, in San Diego. And so we drove down and we had dinner with the grandparents. And it's my birthday, so I'm like, you know, we, we had dinner and we're celebrating. And uh, we decided, you know, it was late, and so we decided we had to drive back. I put you guys all to sleep already. Anyway. Yeah, you got bombed with your grandparents. I get it. We got bombed. No, no bombing. No, no, uh, no got, got social lit. lubricant. No, no, yeah. Uh, so we get, we were about to drive back to LA, and it's about two hours okay. from um, this place to drop off my dad at the airport. He's going to be flying out of town. Okay. So I get a, it's late. It's like nine o'clock at night. We're about to leave. Uh, and we are out, I think in Temecula, which okay. is middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, we have to get gas cause it's a two hour drive. So I pull over to get gas and while I'm pumping gas, I'm like, I really need to use the restroom. We're going to be in the road for two hours. I probably should go. Oh my gosh. See how this conversation has come full circle. We started out talking about you peeing on a road trip, and now we're talking about you peeing on a road trip again. It's a big problem in my life. Okay. I drink way too much Diet Coke, so I know where every public restroom is in you know within 10 miles. But we've established you don't even need a public restroom that anymore. That is true. But keep going. But you have to be in the middle of nowhere. There you go. Because <laughs> I am a gentleman. <laughs> so I, I, I'm pumping gas. I, wa- I start walking towards the gas station, and I'm, you know, there's generally maybe like 20 feet um, between where the pumps are and where the entrance to the gas station is. Right. Well, this dude comes whipping around into the gas station, blindsides me. Um, the, what, what kind of car? I don't remember. Oh. I didn't really see it, obviously. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. It's not obvious because, like, you, you keep going. So I'm 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 in front of the store, and you know the the part of the front of the store generally they have it like there's like stripes in front of the doors so people don't park right in the front where the doors are to yeah. the, to the convenience store. Yep. I'm I'm standing in those like stripe parts, and I'm walking like I'm about ten feet from getting into the door of the uh, the convenience store, and this car comes whipping around and hits me. My leg goes under the car. Ow! Ow! My ow, body ow, goes ow. on top of the car. Oh so my god! Just went and it. And then my body hits the top of the car, and it, I fly like 10, 15 feet in the air and land on the ground and pass out, black, blackout, boom. Wow. And I wake up, and I'm in a puddle of water because it was raining and um, freezing to death, and my leg feels like it's on fire. Like, I'm like, just oh. so much pain. No. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it turns out it just, you know. No, 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 no. We're we're walking through this. Don't rush. Don't rush it, man. Okay. Dude, this is a a slow burn. So so you wake up, you're in the puddle of water. Mm -hmm. Do you see the car that hit you at this point? So I see my uh, former spouse and my dad running after the car because he's trying to drive away. No. And the store, uh, the store manager gets out. And says, I've got it all on camera. You don't move. Like, he's trying to drive away and get away. And, and he, the, the guy, I guess, I was not really coherent. So it, it, right. I see this kind of happening, and I'm rolling on the ground like, uh. And um, uh, the guy then stops his car, like, like a little bit. He had driven, driven away and was, like, down the street. He came back because the cops show up and, like, the whole it's a whole thing. Don't, don't, yeah, but quit rushing it. So okay. so you're laying there. Yeah. The guy stops down the street, but he turned around and came back because he knew he was nailed. He was nailed. And he didn't turn around, he just got out of his car and walked back. 
Okay. And, 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 and we're said, not talking about a kid. We're talking about a grown man. Right. So this is hearsay because I didn't hear him say this. That's but, fine. But no, no, we're, we're, tr- we're treating and, it as, yeah. as truth. So you don't have to right. preface it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this really makes me feel emotional. It was a hard time. There you me. go. So this is worst birthday ever, right? And uh, I, I'm lying on the ground, and he, he uh, everyone's yelling at this guy because he's trying to get away. Yeah, right? and there's not there's there's a lot of people at this gas station. It yeah. is right off the freeway, and it's it's you know it's it's very crowded. And the guy says to to my dad, who's like furious, uh, "Oh, I didn't know I hit him. I just thought the golf clubs in my car shifted or something <laughs> like this." Because my dad's like, you just did a hit and run. What are you doing? Stop. Like, yeah. he tried to bl- like act like he wasn't uh, at fault or didn't know, right? And right, so right. He's trying to play it down. Of course, I'm in major pain. And, and, and I, I love you, buddy. Yeah. You're not a little dude. <laughs> no, right? So it's not like he hit this dainty dude, little thing. And, and I'm it- probably like 80 pounds lighter than I now than I was at that time. Okay. I was a porker. You, you were a, a big dude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you were, like, you were a fatter dad. I was a fatter dad. <laughs> I was working full time trading bonds, getting up at 4 a.m. to get open market because I was on the West Coast. Right. Managing this giant portfolio, stressed out of my mind. I finished work by noon and I go to grad school and go study until like 10 o'clock every day. That right. was my schedule. So, so he, he says, so oh, I was not in good I, shape. I thought my, my, what, so you heard it after the fact. What kind of car was it after the fact? Do you remember? It was sedan. Yeah, it was a sedan. And I don't remember what the, the, the car was. Um, I do know. So some things came out in discovery. Yes. Okay. Wait. So, so the police show up. Does the guy get cited? Does he get arrested? What, what happens? So they, they, they write up a, a, an accident report and they do all this stuff. I get rushed to the hospital. Uh, rightfully right? so. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, so I actually just, I, 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 my dad and my former spouse pick me up and help me up and get me into the car. And there's like a hospital just like 10, like a hundred yards down the road. Nice. It's very close. Nice. Right. So they just take me straight to the emergency room and then they go back and get the police report and stuff from the, the gas station. The manager said, I'll take care of it. I got this. The guy's there. I have it on video. The cops were all there. They're like, get out of here. You got to go get help. Yeah. Um, so I'm in the, so I go to the emergency room and they go, wow, this is a mess. Here's a whole bunch of pain pills. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> and here's a brace for your knee. Call an orthopedist tomorrow. We can't do anything for you. You need an oh MRI. You gosh. need all this. It, you just need to get through the pain. Um, and I remember taking a pain pill and kind of like being able to like handle the, the pain for a minute. Right. I fall asleep because it, it, it kind of knocked it me knocked out. out. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that. I needed to fill the prescription. I, they gave me one at the the hospital, a couple at the hospital. Oh no! I forgot to fill the prescription. No, and I, your ex didn't do it for you. Wait, oh, she. I woke nice. up at four a.m. screaming, screaming. Oh like, my gosh! Holy cow! To where like you have to go back to the emergency room to get the pain under. Well, we found at Walgreens that was twenty four hours because we lived in L.A., so everything's open at yeah. late night, and yeah. they filled the prescription, and I was able to get it. But like for like, it took like two hours to get it. Yeah. That was one painful night where it, oh, like, it just comes gosh. back and you're like, ah! Okay, so so that all happens. What what was the fallout of your knee? Like your knee, was everything just torn? Did you have to? Yeah, so the meniscus was torn and my MCL was torn. And um, so, which is the, the ligament that's on the side because yeah. my knee folded, folded this way. Ouch. 
So everything on this side ripped because that ex- hyperextended right, right, right. and broke. And so um, I had to get the meniscus all cleaned up. And, so do you have like a dead person ligament in your... Yeah, um, but it's super loose. Oh, that's it drives me good. crazy. It's it's it, my knee goes back and forth. Duck, 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 I, I duck, hope duck. you like have named it like Ted or something. Oh, yeah, right. Is, no, this came from Ted. <laughs> yeah, no. falling apart. It's super loose. It's it's so annoying. And the doctor's like, it's as good as it's going to be until you have a full knee replacement. But oh, I don't want to do gosh. that because you have to have a, a new one like every twenty years. Yeah. So at this age, I'd have to have the, the surgery like three times. So I'm not doing that. Two uh, or three times. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Two. One. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Either your math's not good or you're very optimistic. I'm optimistic. <laughs> I'm going to live more than 100. I wow. Promise. Okay, so so the guys are written up. Yeah. Uh, and then what what happened? Pain aside, I assume you had surgery, corrective yeah. surgery with all that. Surgery, stuff. therapy, it was like a year of kind of yeah. recovery. And and so Total did nightmare. you have his insurance? Did you file a claim? Did That's you have a great to, question. Did you have to file a lawsuit? So I ended up having to file a lawsuit. Okay. And the reasoning behind this is the guy gave me his phone number, gave me his name. Yeah. All fake. Shut up. But the police report had the real one. Of course, he's stupid enough. What was he thinking? So he was trying to get out of it because it turns out he was driving a company car and he wasn't supposed to be driving that car. And he didn't want the company to know he had gotten in an accident. Even wasn't. So it's just like... What the heck? So guess what the company was? Who who owned the car? Uh, I, I I can't even I can't even. Fathom. I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to get in trouble with them. Okay. Um, but it was a large pharmaceutical and uh, like brand company. Like you would know the company. Nice. So did you file a suit against that guy and the the company? Yes. And the only and I'm not even litigious. I, I, I freaking well, you don't have to be. So the guy tried to give skip out on all the bills. Yeah. And and tried to like go no blame and I was like, "Uh, you have to pay cuz out of pocket I had like $10,000 of of stuff that I had to do out of pocket through the the process and I missed work for like a month." Right, because so, it was—I so, mean, it wasn't a month, maybe like two weeks. So your like, you yeah, law—that's lo- substantial. It was nasty, and I—and I, honestly, if he just covered the insurance and did everything, I would have been fine. I was a grad school student with you know working, and and the guy totally tried to get out of it. Yeah. So that drove me crazy, and so I ended up having to sue. And you sued the guy and the company. Yes, love that. That's, yes. that's a that's a baller move. Yeah, and and we ended up settling, and we got a great—not a great settlement, but we did get something from it and it helped pay my student loans so Dude, that, that was kind of awesome i freaking love that story <laughs> but now i have a limp and i have a messed up left knee and my knee hurts and i was just this is a long way of saying i know what it feels like in your leg when it gets cold yeah when when it gets cold when i go to like utah in the winter yeah and that ligament tightens up. Yeah, and warming like, it up in the morning, it's just oh. no. I'm never moving back to Utah for that. It's that so. Reason. It's so. That's I, that's why I love it down here as well because it's always warm. We get a couple war a cold mornings. Yeah, and you feel it in your knee, and you go oh. And for me, every time it rains, I feel it. It tightens up a little bit when when the rain right before it rains. I can, I know exactly when it's going to rain. Yeah. No, it's something uh, I once had to do the ambulance ride, and and the. 
the bills for that stuff are just oh an ambulance i was so cheap when i got hit i was like i don't want the ambulance which was so stupid by the way here's yeah, here's a you're gonna get recommendation just, you get reimbursed you have insurance you're fine just take the ambulance plus if you go into an emergency room in an ambulance you go straight in yeah versus I had to hobble and walk around and like get through, you know, and I'm like, right. So much pain. So and, not and, worth it. And this is the, I did litigation for five years and a, a lot of different stuff, all defense work. But yeah. in terms of calculating damages and stuff, right. Just keep those racking up. So like, yeah, because it, it's the way they did it was like three X of all my expenses. Exactly. So, and so my attorney got a third. Yep. I got a third. And then the insurance company got paid back all of their, all, all the costs. Yep. So, man, I should have racked up the bills. That's what I'm saying. It was a mistake. Rack it up a little bit, or, or <laughs> consult your attorney. I am not general. I'm not providing general advice, but something similar happened to me. I was, and I don't think I've told the story on here. I was on my Mormon mission in, in Massachusetts, and was in a rough part of town. I, I was working in the East Boston, Chelsea area. Was Mark Wahlberg yelling at you? N- no, because he's over in Dorchester. Oh, I thought he was a Southie. No, like, that's just, it's over, Dorchester is a different area. Okay. East Boston's where like the airport is. Uh-huh. And Chelsea's connected to East Boston. Were you in Worcester? I spent, I spent six months in Worcester. Worcester? You're absolutely saying it right. It makes me proud. Worcester, that's what it looks like. And they're like, is, it's it, Worcester. Is, is it like the sauce? Is it, is it Worcester? Is, no. Yeah. It, it's Worcester. Yeah. It's like W O O S T A, but that's not how it's. Shout out to Boston, my least favorite city in all of America. <laughs> wow, that is like the cradle of freedom for this country. It how is. dare you? The historical value of it is awesome, but okay. like okay. I hate. Okay, it's my least favorite city to drive in. The oh, roads are insane, dude! I I drove a twelve seater van through the city in the winter. That is unbelievable. Oh, and and I was too young to be foolish enough for it because I worked. Six months uh, as the car guy. Yeah, in in the office. So I would coordinate all the repairs, do all the reports, Dude, that's the best man- job ever. manage our fleet. Because the uh, older elder who was in charge of it, his mission was over, and and he had to go home. And so I got brought in to do that. I'm like, okay, we'll handle that. That's great. But this was my mission was in two parts. There was a first part, and then this happened, and then that was part of the second so part. So what happened? So here's what happened. We're walking to an appointment, and if, if you've ever been to Chelsea in East Boston, the sidewalks are just kind of a hot mess. Yeah. So I, I wish I got hit by a car, and this was a great story. I stepped on an uneven piece of sidewalk, and something to know about me because of Again, pre-existing conditions, had cancer as a kid, half of my tibia is titanium, my whole knee is metal, hadn't had a problem since I was 11. It's why I call you RoboCop. Exactly. So, I, so I'm 19 years old, I'm walking, I'm walking here, and I'm going down the street, step on the sidewalk, I roll my ankle, and where my tibia, my real tibia, meets my fake tibia, it snaps. Ew. I dropped to the ground and I, I turned to the, the guy I'm working with and I said, my leg is broken. I need you to go call someone. And we didn't have cell phones. And like it, it was a, so many miracles happened because there's never any street names on anything in Boston. And we had like, I had basically broken down at the corner where there was a payphone, where there was streets. So he could say, here are the cross streets. Amazing. And ambulance came and picked me up. Hashtag blessed. Uh, yeah, hashtag blessed. <laughs> they put me in the ambulance, and and my the dude I'm working with, my companion, is like, 
you told me later, it's like, I thought you just like rolled your ankle or something. And then they cut open my pants and my leg looks like a Tetris piece. Ooh. So not only have I snapped my tibia, I've snapped the other bone, the fibula next to it. And like the bones, I can still in my mind remember the feeling of those bones rubbing together. And it, not hurting because they like they put some drugs in me and Lucky it you. was awesome. And so I had to go to the hospital and there the guy essentially the same thing. We're not your ortho, we're not gonna treat it. Yeah, they don't do anything. They just give you drugs so and like, let wrap us, you up let and us send put you a out. splint on you. Exactly. And then we're gonna find and they had to like find a plane that had a first class seat where the leg rest actually went up and finding those planes that still exist, trans uh continental where you can have a leg rest that goes up that will support it is freaking hard to the point where like they tried to send me home they we got to the plane and like so this one has a leg rest why am i not surprised you came home from your mission in first class (laughs) right (laughs) right i I, I was i was rolling (laughs) no the church uh footed the bill because they do that for the important missionaries so i had to come home and get everything replaced and it was just a pain so but that's okay ended up going back out we can talk about the other stuff for another day but that was my fun ambulance ride but you those bills start rolling in and you're like oh, they're shocking ambulance ride like fifteen hundred dollars to go two miles oh, or, that, you got it you got off cheap or 25 i don't remember yeah, no it's um, insane the, the 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 amount the medical bills when you see them Pre-insurance adjusted oh. are shocking. Yeah. I mean, honestly. And so it, it was just wild. And I, again, that's why a lot of other countries laugh at us when they say like, how much do you think it costs to have a baby? And they're answering like, well, isn't it free? Or like, I don't know, like 500 bucks. And then you say, it's about 10 grand and their eyes just like bulge. <laughs> it is crazy. So I, crazy. I am your brother. I, I've, Taking that ambulance ride with you, man, and it is just not fun. You win because you're a cyborg. I just have like fake ligament in my leg. No, you you you're a Stephen King novel though, because right. like your ligament may be whispering for you to do things in your head, like rob a grocery store or right. do other things. But I'm glad you stuck it to that guy, and I hope he got fired because that's crap. It is crap. Yeah, it's total crap. I, oh, I don't know if he got fired. I just, I just, you know what? If you guys get in an accident, just be honest and give yeah. your name and number and your insurance. It's not worth faking. And and honestly, my the their their attorneys couldn't even fight the issue. Like they're like, oh, he gave you fake information, and we have it. Like you know, we have the evidence. We yeah. have everything, and we're like, yeah. And and so they settled real quick. Oh, you could have gotten more. I'm sure. I, I, I was young and stupid, and no, it's I not, didn't really know what I was But that's doing. just it. Like, I'm an attorney, but I'm not litigious. I did litigation. I'm not a litigious person. I believe you should be able to handle your issues and be able to make someone whole. And it shouldn't, unless the injury warrants it, it shouldn't be a cash payment so that someone never has to work again, unless that's the extent of the injury. Right. But that's what people are looking for nowadays, and it's kind of distasteful. It is. Um, it's really, It's really sad. There's there's no free lunch out there, guys. We're all going to pay for it. Dude, but in Nevada, there is. Because, like, Nevada, you see two types of billboards when you're rolling That's through it, right? Las Vegas. I was going to ask you that. Like, when I drove through Vegas, it's either gambling or shows, right? Like, yep. something or, 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 or adult certain, entertainment, yep, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. like, it's so annoying, right? Yeah. Like, and then, but 
it's it's those three things, and that takes up fifty percent. The yep. other fifty percent are attorneys, accident attorneys, attorneys. Yep. What the heck is it, everybody suing in Vegas? Yeah, everyone's suing in Vegas, and I, I did personal injury, I did construction law, and it, it just is a very jury friendly state. There was a case not involving my firm, so there's no conflict sure. or privilege here. There was a a doctor who was using the, what is the Michael Jackson drug? The Profarol, Profavol? Yeah, yeah. The thing that knocks you out. Yeah, he yeah. was doing endoscopy or and col- colon- colonoscopies. Okay. That's it. And uh, they figured out that this guy was reusing the bottles because instead of having a single serving for a particular mm-hmm, patient, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they made it so there was like two and a half. So Saves it, money. It induced the guy to... Use it for multiple patients, and there was like carryover and bacteria in, in reusing needles and stuff Ew. to where like 27 people got Hep C. No way. Yeah. And so uh, the. It's my nightmare. The hospital got rang up for like hundreds of millions of dollars in a verdict because they found out that this doctor was doing bad things like this at other hospitals. Right. The doctor got hit and the drug manufacturer got hit because they said that the drug manufacturer had produced it in a way that um, encouraged the doctor to do things like this. Wow. And they got rang up for, I think, half a billion dollars as well. So like, you see these massive windfalls that people are hitting in Las Vegas. And picture all this. So... When everyone has this happen, Hep C is essentially a death sentence. It's They're bad like, news. You're going to die from this. Your liver is five going to years fail. later. They come out with a cure oh. where you can do a treatment. So now you have your multi-million dollar settlement, Dude. and you have a treatment which is painful, but you're now not going to die from this, and you're taking care of your life forever. Worth it. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> I guess you know what it's it's apropos that happened in Vegas because you're rolling the dice, man. Hey, yeah, there you go. Hey, dad jokes. That, yeah, that's right. Oh man. Yeah, I think that would be that's man. Yeah, I would love to have some sort of windfall like that, but I don't want it for a weird disease. Okay, well, especially me, one that I got from something up the rear end. Okay, that so just seems brutal. Then let me give you a different scenario. Okay. How, and I don't think we've done this on here, I think we've talked about this outside, is there any amount of time that you would spend in like a federal prison for a certain amount of money? <laughs> so like no. if $5 million after taxes, is there amount of time that you would spend in prison to say like $5 million, I'm good for the rest of my life, I can invest it and be okay? Do I get to have my own my own rumor, uh, like what is it? Jail cell or well, it's cell a catch or? 22. Either you're with the general public yeah, doing the general public thing, or you're in ISO by yourself living that sort of life. And you're only getting one hour of time in the yard by yourself for, okay. So how, how long? Oh my gosh. That what is, is such a great question. I know. Right. I like honestly. So, I mean, regardless is whether it's like, so five million is probably like the lowest number because it's got to be something that sets so, so, you up for so, life. So ten million after taxes, we'll okay. say ten million. Okay, ten million after taxes, would I you, could do a year. Would you, would you do two? Because now you're no. talking about missing two years of your daughter's life. No, not worth it to me. I, I and and I'm kind of in the same boat. I could do. A I year. hope we're not sounding like one percenters or anything right now. Probably, 
But we always do, and we apologize, and we recognize you know what, our privilege. Apologizing. You know, you, this is free. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? I, I for five million after taxes, I might do a year in solitary. I don't think I would want to be with the general population. I don't think you could make it through. I know I couldn't make it through. I'd lose my mind after three months. Like I would literally be bouncing off the walls. And like speaking conspiracy theories, and and probably try to like end myself. I don't think I could do it. You're right. I, it would get dark fast. So so what what would change it? So maybe general population. Then. You have to, to go take the risk pop. of being shanked. Yeah, but so so the, dude, I could make I've like watched a, a lot really of great. Up. I could I could make a really great like uh, toilet wine, right? And make myself you know provide legal help so that everyone's a big fan of. Uh, of Ron on the inside, yeah, to- a lot of toilet wine, uh, toilet wine and legal help. I, I, I really feel like I could make <laughs> you'd be, myself popular. You'd be like, you'd be like the guy from Shawshank Redemption, where you're doing taxes for everybody. I'm Andy right? Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> you'd be like, that's that's how you could get through. You could get through because you're an attorney and you could give that free free legal advice. legal advice. That's I mean, right. you would be so popular. I don't have those skills. I'd be like. Um. Uh. Do you want me to uh, develop some analytics for you on uh on uh, it, it, You want to look at your online presence and see if we can um, uh, improve see. your SEO. You only shanked three people last week. If we do X, Y, and Z, I feel like you could effectively shank five. So basically, what I've learned from watching hours and hours of lockdown on NBC and MSNBC doesn't show real news on the weekends. It just shows like lockdown episodes. I don't know if you've ever turned that channel. I on. think that's great. It's kind of awesome. But what you learn is. In these prisons, if you go to a federal prison, you quickly have to choose sides, and it's like a race war in there. It is a nightmare. And you are very Caucasian, and there's no way you're going with those Aryan guys. Like, there is no way. And if you don't join up with them, they beat you up. They attack you and call you a race traitor, and, like, it is a nightmare. So that's the problem. So I don't think I can do it. Like, just that alone makes it, like, I can't join a gang. I'm just too weak. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to do it. I don't want to give up my integrity and, and, for money. And you don't. Well, that doesn't make this very fun. But if then, you're not willing to okay, ruin your integrity. So if I for don't, money. Ha- if I don't have to join a gang, okay, and I get to shower like the weird kid that you just talked about by myself. <laughs> with wow, my everything's on. coming full circle. Now we're going back to showering. <laughs> this is amazing. And uh, I get to have. Um, I don't think the food, I could handle the food. Oh, I could handle the food. I don't care. And maybe we lose a few LBs because the food sucks. It's going to be terrible. Do you know what the new currency is in prison? It's not smokes anymore. Drugs? No. Cell phones. Ramen noodles. Ooh. Like Maruchan instant lunch. I'm not sure as to the brand name, but those are the things I've been hearing about from my people. (laughs) From your clients? I, I had a. I feel like that is a great currency because you can buy like three hundred of them for ten bucks. Oh, and, and none of it's going stale, or no one's getting ruined. I mean, that's the only things that are going to survive. Can, the the p- things apocalypse. you can make with ramen noodles is pretty epic. I bet actually. Yeah. No, I. I mean, you got it the makes flavor a lot of powder. Sense. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's easy to cook. You can boil. Yeah. So. It, yeah, we got to look up the rules on federal prisons and see if you can have cell phones. See if you like. No, what? You, you can't have cell phones. <laughs> you can't. I I don't need you to can't look run that your up. Criminal organization from prison. No, they you, always do you, in the you movies. Don't just get an Those guys Ethernet always... connection. Hey, uh, Baylor or guard, uh, what's the Wi-Fi password? There's you no interwebs. To, you seem to have reset the Wi-Fi password. They have cable. 
So they have maybe they have cable internet. No, well, they may have it for the guards. You're not like getting on a computer. Okay, would you make friends with the guards? Uh, I would be friendly to the guards, but I don't think the guards make friends with anybody because mm. because basically they're not going to allow themselves. So one to of my good friends yeah. was a uh, prison guard when we were in college. He did it as like a part time job to like pay through college. Um. We should have him on the podcast. He has some stories that would, that would be fun. Freak you out. That would be, be a lot of fun. He actually listened. I think he gave us a, a, a review at some point. Five star rating. Nice. Yes. So we have we have our my uncle up in Utah. He has our remote mic and uh, he'll be joining us soon. We got to give him a call. We'll absolutely use your friend. I I just love I love to hear good stories. So, yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. hit him up. The last thing I'll tell you and then I know we're running out of time here. Um when I finished law school, during my last semester of law school, I should say, I was pounding the pavement and just going to Las Vegas. I went, I think, three times each time for a week and just blew off classes and went to every alumni that I could find from the school that I went to and just said, hey, I want to do what you do. What advice do you have me? Who should I talk to? Right. Because you don't want to say, oh, I, I want a job. I want a job. Yeah. That's like, they're going to get the picture. Right. Ended up finding a job. It was the right thing to do. And, and that's, people that's appreciate the hustle. So let's, let's give that out again. What did you say? Exactly? So I said, I, I like what you do. I've been fill in the blank. I, I've taken bankruptcy. I find it very interesting. It seems like it's always going to be something in high demand. Mm-hmm. How do I get in? Who should I talk to? Talk about a recession proof. Uh, like job. Oh, but I, I wasn't attorney. doing bankruptcy. Like, but I would say the same thing. I I met up with a guy. I've taken criminal law. I'm I've worked at the U.S. Attorney's Office. I'm very interested in doing criminal law. Mm-hmm. Can I meet with you, pick your brain, and get advice? Great. And and so I met with this guy. He responded to me and he said, "Yeah, as long as, long as you don't mind, uh, I I see that you went to BYU, and you know, uh, as long as you don't mind meeting with an atheist and." I know that you're probably Mormon and we can just be diverse. And I'm like, I, I don't care about any of that. Yeah, let's, right. let's talk. Listen, atheists are as crazy as we are. We oh. just accept each other for like, I mean. Exactly. Atheists make no sense to me. Yeah. Uh, because they're like, oh, you're crazy. So illogical that you'd believe in God. Taking the other stance where you're saying for sure there is no God is as crazy as anyone who says for sure there is a God. Agreed. Right? And so and so I, I go and meet with him, and this guy just had so many freaking stories. He was one of the counsels on the OJ trial, not the uh, Nicole Brown trial, but the one where he— The memorial—the uh, one we actually went to prison for. The one they went to prison for yeah. where he robbed the people in the casino or in the hotel off the casino. Right, getting his own stuff back. Exactly. And so he represented me there. He was a public defender in Miami for 10 plus years. And in Miami, they didn't let you plea bargain. So if you're a criminal during that time, whether you go to trial or whether you pleaded guilty, your sentence was going to be the same. So guess what everyone did? You go to trial. Let's go to dice. trial. <laughs> of course. They must yeah. have been backed up like crazy. Oh, 100%. But you got to love that. I actually think that would bring corruption down significantly. Because the you plea bargaining process. If you can't leverage someone and say. Yeah. That you scare them to death, right? And, and, and those guys want you, the you still, You still, yeah, you're right. And, and that's true. And so he was telling me a story of one time he was meeting with a client in Miami and he had the TV on in the background. They're sitting there talking and they look over and it's like a missing picture or a missing report of a person mm-hmm. uh, and a man's picture is shown on the screen and the guy that he's meeting with starts laughing and he's like, everything okay? He said, yeah, they're never going to find that guy. And he's like, why? Like, 
because we put them in a barrel and put them in the Everglades. Oh my goodness. And he says, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's so honest. (laughs) I mean, he just, he inundated me with stories and he was such a good man to talk to. He was so nice to meet with me. I will never forget that meeting. And I have a few more stories from that, that uh, we'll talk about later off mic. Yeah, no, we need to actually, we got to, we got to record those. I think we've had a great conversation. We've hit our hour mark, so we're going to end this. But I do want to call out, I love that guy who was a public defender. We have a lot of people that, you know, they're like, oh, I could never be a public defender and defend criminals. Yeah. It is the most important job in a society where we have a police force that potentially may or may not be falsely imprisoning people or it's a great protection for all of us. I have so much admiration for people that are willing to go work for people who are really in a bad situation. So, so do the math uh, because let's say there's, there's more than this, but let's say there's 10,000 cops. Yeah. Let's say that 0.5%. And I think that's still even a very high number. Sure, are bad people and are willing to. So bend, that'd be fifty. Bend the laws and 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 plant stuff on people. Right, we're talking about fifty people out there who might be planting drugs or might be doing bad things or beating people or things like that. Let's say there's twenty thousand cops, and we're talking about that point five percent. There's probably a hundred thousand. Now, now a hundred thousand cops. So now we're talking, you know, these numbers for some serious things yeah. to happen. I, I'm really grateful for public defenders who are willing to do that and recognize the importance of providing that defense. And I'm, and ending on a high note, I'm especially proud of like the attorneys in Los Angeles and Las Vegas, who people who are doing peaceful protests who end up getting arrested for no reason. Yeah. They're being represented pro bono and they're being taken care of it. It makes me proud of the profession when oftentimes lawyers are, are painted as a little bit of scumbags. Yes. So, yeah. So, uh, Hats off to those people uh, and everyone. I, I know it kind of feels like the world is burning, but please stay safe. Know that we love you, and uh, we we will talk to you guys next week. All right. Thanks, Ron. We'll Thanks, talk to TJ. You soon. Be good. Take care. Bye. Deep inside